Hello everyone, this is JPL, and today I'm joined with... Matthew here. Yes, and we are podcast name in brackets. Alright, so today we'll be talking about a movie that just recently came out called Joker. Now, Matthew, you want to start us out here? Um, sure. Um, do we want to do a plot summary? <laughs> um, sure, we can try to come up with some plot summary, because I can't come up with one. I mean, it is very much, I don't know, to me it isn't a Joker movie. It's an Arthur movie. I wouldn't not have that opinion, but okay. Okay, interesting. So, um, Joker is a origin story of the iconic comic book character set in the 80s. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, things happen. Yeah, life gets bad. Of course. Uh in basic term, this movie is just about a guy with a mental disability that just has a lot of bad days in his life. Finally, it just goes too much for him, and he just slowly becomes the Joker. Yeah, I think that's a fair. Assessment? As a fair assessment without actually spoiling anything. Uh, by the way, spoilers. Yes, definitely spoilers. Um, just, I, I don't know, just overall, what, what, did, what, what do you think about the movie? Um, to be honest, I think as a film itself, I think it is well made. Um... It is maybe less subtle than it could be. Um, but I also think that given the sort of the context in which the film has been released, there's a fine line between exploring someone's actions and excusing someone's actions, and I'm not quite sure which side of the line this film falls on. Um, it's definitely not excusing someone's actions. It's. I mean, there are elements within the film that make me think it might be. Or at least might be trying to. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. I, I don't fully have that opinion on it. I just, I personally think that it's a I really enjoy it. I, I, I liked it as a movie. I, I loved it. Um, from the cinematography, from the acting. Oh my gosh, the acting. Just For me, I was, I was enthralled and captured by the movie from the very beginning to the very end. Um, there was no point where I thought that it was boring. I was just like... In, I was just... How would you say it? I... Uh, when you're glued to the screen, how, how do you so how do you call that? Huh. Uh, I I I I was in, I was in. I I guess I was just interested throughout the entire thing. It caught my attention. That's what it was. And okay. my attention from yeah. the very beginning. I just there was no moment where I was just step out of it and be like, ah, this is this is weird or some. I just 
don't know. I just had my it just had my attention throughout the entire movie, and I just really respect it for that. It was just very well done. Um, if you're looking for a movie that's comic book accurate or just a comic book movie, then this is not a movie that relates to that. It's it's grounded. It's almost as real as it could be blending the character of the Joker to our real world and it does a good job at doing so yeah I mean it has a much different tone from most comic book films and that's part of why I say I don't think this is a Joker movie it definitely has the Joker in it but I would say this is much more kind of like Logan isn't really a Wolverine movie. I don't really know what you mean by that. It's it's less about the Joker as a character and more about Arthur as a character. I mean, I to, uh, in, my, in my viewpoint, Arthur and the Joker are kind of two of the same coin. Um, you're seeing the transformor- transformation of one to the other. For me, I, I can't have Arthur without the Joker. So I do say this is a Joker movie. Yes, the Joker doesn't really fully appear until the end, but I, I still see uh, re- remnants of him from the beginning that's like, oh, I can't wait for this to be brought out. And so in that opinion, I would say it is a Joker movie. Um, I will say that the advertising... <laughs> Of the posters, just have him in, in his uh, Joker makeup, which he's only in that makeup for the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Which, I guess the only real nitpick or negative thing about the movie, I, I would say, is just not enough of him as the Joker. Because I was, I ended the movie ended, and it's like, man, I really want, I really want more of this, but it's like I can't think of how else they can do it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting character study. Again, I would yeah. say that it doesn't become a Joker movie until the last 20 minutes. Um, I, um, I'm not really but yeah, of that opinion. I just think the entire thing just works as a Joker movie. Even Logan. I mean, it's a Logan movie. Your main character is Logan. Uh, he goes from beginning to end. His his secondary character is uh, X twenty three. Um, and speaking of with this Joker movie, um, Arthur is in every scene of the movie. Okay. It, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't cut away to like a different part of town with these characters plotting. It's just it it goes through the viewpoint of our main character here and follows him throughout the entire story which i feel like um is almost unique in this in this spot here cuz a lot of times they like to see the other characters um perspectives on things which I-, I love that they just stuck to one perspective it's um it it does a good job yeah i mean it is very definitely a well made Oh yeah, uh, there, there's really no doubting that in my mind. Like, oh, it's not. I don't think it's not well made. I think it's absolutely well made. It's fantastically made, and I can uh, enjoy the achievements 
of just having something like this. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting film. Um, yeah, I do still kind of feel, though, that it maybe tries to excuse some of the actions of the Joker. Especially... I, I don't really think... I don't really think so. Okay. Uh, like, why, what, what, what do you... Uh, tell me, what, do you, what are you talking about? Um, I think a lot of the discussion the film has around mental health mm -hmm. um i think there's elements of that which could be seen that way um i also think sort of the whole scene on television is supposed to on some level be well i don't know i mean like i said there's a bit of a fine line in this movie walks on that line okay and i think I mean, it could even be, like, depending on who you are, change how you see where it falls. Okay. I guess maybe rather than saying that I'm not sure which side it's on, I think it doesn't come down hard enough on either side. Uh, I don't know. I don't really see <laughs> your viewpoint on this. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. think that may be pulling at strings, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it. part of it is because people who see this movie, I mean, you're going to have people who are relatively okay from a mental health perspective but you're also going to have people who mm -hmm. see themselves in the Joker and I don't think this movie does a good enough job of saying no the Joker is wrong in his actions I don't think that was the point of the movie though it might uh, not have been the point well, but I don't think that you know that's something that they really needed to do um, it was just probably what their focus is on, which is making this character, um, from his viewpoint, from his perspective. Well, the, the moral con conundrum, uh, just comes through the viewer itself and how they view the perspective Yeah. of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be brought up, this is how the moral should be, it's more so... This is how he views it, and you have a different reaction to what you see there. And yeah, I, I mean, I, and I think, like, I'm not really excusing the actions of the Joker, I mean, of, of the character in this movie. Um, in total, he killed seven people. Three of them were in self-defense. Uh, well, one, one of the three, arguably, no, one of the three I is think, arguable yeah. on that. Yeah. The other two yeah. were definite self-defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was a catalyst for his change, because even after that, he has his dancing scene where he kind of changes his mind of the whole view of life there. 
Yeah. No, it's... It is a film which I think can be interpreted in a way that is maybe a little bit... I, don't, I mean, part of it is like um, kind of a high-profile incident before the film came out is Joaquin Phoenix, who plays um, Arthur, in an interview, walked out of an interview when he was asked if he felt the film would inspire any violence. And he came back to the interview a little bit later and said he hadn't thought of that. And so he had to take a moment to think about that before responding. So I almost wonder if the film was kind of made as they didn't they were so worried or so focused on whether or not they could do it that they didn't wonder if they should do it. Uh, not to say that they shouldn't have done it, but maybe there should have been more thought put into that. I I, I don't think that is a, a true concern there about whether they, they should or shouldn't. I think that they wanted to make a, a film that was um, done well to portray of character and the deep philosophies of it, uh, they may, maybe, maybe not have thought about the real world implications of it, of how it may uh, influence people. They just wanted to have a movie that just would would be interesting, not yeah. not necessarily to, to strike a movement or anything. No, I don't think the film is malevolent. No. But watching it in the theater, I kind of wondered if the film maybe understood the context in which it was made. Um, which, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to. Um, but that was just kind of one of my concerns. And like I say, like removed from that context, this is a very very well made film yeah i'm still not quite entirely sure what it's trying to say i i don't think it's i don't think it really needs to try to say anything i i don't think stories have to try to say anything stories can just be about although the life of a character this one does try to say something um yeah the main yeah but the main thing that it goes over is uh we have to be <laughs> nice we have to help those who may not have the luxury that everyone else have um, view people equally. Because their joker yeah. uh, was at the very low. Um, he made the point uh, it, that people complain and uh, are so broken hearted about the death of the people he killed that if he, he does bring up the point that if he were killed no one would care. And yeah. We do kind of have that in our own society as well. Yeah, there is kind of that. And I do I, I do think about that kind of concept a lot. Uh, we, we tend to fuss over this person that was killed. However, I look over there and it's like, what about this guy? Like, why why does he get no uh, mourning or whatever? Well, what was good about this guy? Because he was rich? Ah, social injustice. Ah, <laughs> politics. I don't care. They, J Joker just needed some Jesus. 
<laughs> uh, that that may have been. I think I think he maybe needed a bit more than that. Yes, but <laughs> be- better mental health care. Ah, uh, they should have not have cut the funding. <laughs> yeah, I I think even though beyond that, I think the care he was getting was the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like he said at one point in the movie earlier on in the film that um, he, I, I forget exactly what it was, but he preferred being in the hospital to being out in society. Yeah, I guess so. Because you're in a closed, confined space. Um, the only people there yeah. are the doctors who are trying to help you. Uh, yeah, it's a much safer environment. Space. And full of other people who are just tortured that need help mm-hmm. as well. Which is not to say that it's utopian. But <laughs> no. That perhaps that might have been, for the character, a better um, place. But yeah, it's in one thing I really do appreciate about the film is that they never diagnose him. Um, like, no character ever says this is what he has. Well, no, I technically one thing they've diagnosed is just the laughing part. Yeah, but they don't put a name to his disorder because one of the issues that movies sometimes come across is they create stereotypes for different people like especially um schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder or those types of things where they create a stereotype based on the film Mm -hmm. um so this one kind of avoids doing that by not diagnosing him Although they do diagnose his mom, which may be... I mean, the mother is just a big part of uh, his character as well. Yeah. I mean, he was abused as a child because his mother, with the delusions of yeah. grandeur, um, which helped create his condition with the uncontrollable laughter, which yeah. I thought was just a fantastic uh, different method for the Joker in this one, um, yeah. that he can't control his laughter, and you know, I do kind of feel sorry for him in some moments where it's like, "Oh no, stop laughing, uh, yeah. do your show," and especially in the subway scene before he, he uh, shoots the guys, like I can, mm-hmm. I I can clearly tell that he's he's very uh, frightened in that moment, and like he can't just stop laughing; it just completely goes downhill from there. And it's like, ah. Oh, that's just good acting right there. Uh, yeah. Just me watching and, and Joaquin Phoenix just does a great job. Um, I remember thinking way back when, just when they, I don't know, I never thought that he would be a bad Joker. The only thing that I thought just wasn't the best was the design of the Joker of his makeup when they first revealed it. But the more I looked at it, the more I saw it in movement, I just really loved it. Um, and yeah. I feel like the, it worked out for this uh, version of the Joker, which uh, congrats them for that. 
Yeah, they definitely like. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that this movie it feels kind of removed from the comic book film discussion. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like because it's nice to have a bit of a break from that every once in a while. Um, yeah, though there has been some with like the speculations of what are they going to do next, which I'm not sure if they if they will do anything next with this universe. Um Yeah. Th- they might I just saw recently that they're planning a penguin movie. I'm not um, sure if that's completely true. They might do something with the different Batman's villains. Um I guess that would be cool. However, I don't think that they'll have like a full on Batman movie. Yeah. I I honestly I'd be perfectly happy if this was just a one-off thing that they did. Um because I know that when they yeah. made this movie, they weren't planning on more. Um, I know that Joaquin Phoenix would really love to return to this role. Um, personally, I just don't know what else they can do with the story. Yeah. I mean, it's... I would love to see more Joker, but it's like, I don't want them to just do the Joker and me feel like they didn't do his character right. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, it would be nice to see him come back in, like, a Batman movie. But, he would be older. Well, um, I feel like there are ways you could maybe work around that. And he, um, it's, it's just something that you're just gonna have to, like, ignore uh, when if it does yeah. happen. You know, it'd be cool to see that, but also it's just like, uh... It doesn't really fully make complete sense there because they try to ground things down in this one. Yeah. I mean, you could do, like, have him have a son or something like that. Yeah, but then... Or even just have him be a completely different, like, have this film stand on its own and then just hire him as the Joker separate from that. True. Though that might be a bit too confusing. Uh, I I guess so. But I think the thing that works with Joaquin Phoenix in this version of the Joker is that the Joker works for this version. To put this Mm -hmm. Joker in somewhere else, it feels like in the wrong place. Because I'm glad that this didn't feel like a everyday comic book movie. I'm glad that this felt like its own movie. Felt like a Scorsese movie. Which is is what they were going for. Um, And I'm glad that it's just... It's different. They went somewhere different with it. And I'm glad that they did that. Yeah. I do kind of wish that they had paid for Martin Scorsese to make this movie. I, I don't know. I think he was part of it, wasn't he? He was originally going to be a producer on it. I don't think he ended up being a producer for it, though. Uh, I think it was. Let me look this up. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know what they would do. 
because I feel like there's more material here. True. Um, because it would be interesting to see sort of this universe's Batman. Though I don't know. Because I guess that's one thing that this movie is really kind of missing, is there's no hero character to root for. Which I, I don't think that there needs to be the hero character. Because in this version of the story, the Joker is kind of his own quote-unquote hero. Yeah. Without However, being, I do... Without being a hero. I do appreciate having people to root for every once in a while. <laughs> Okay, I'm not finding Martin Scorsese as a producer. No, he, he didn't work on this film. Um, but that's Bradley fine. Bradley Cooper did. Huh? Bradley Cooper did. Alright. Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Um, really... The only real character to of of note of this movie would just be the Joker, because every other character, um, their role were was smaller. Yeah. And their role was to, I don't know, just help build up the Joker, which I'm I'm fine with that. I I didn't need. Another main character. I, I just I'm fine with just one main character interacting with these other characters. Yeah, and maybe I mean I don't think I've ever been particularly interested in the Joker as a single entity. Uh, not as much as me, because me I I do love yeah. the Joker. Like no matter who or what it is, I as long as it's the Joker, I would love it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think, like, I definitely am interested in the Joker, but I'm almost more interested in the Joker as he plays off of other characters. Right. Kind of like I'm not particularly interested in Batman as a solo character. I think Batman is improved by his villains, and I think the Joker is improved by his heroes. And his actor. Yes, yes. Uh, that, and, that's a big thing. His actor as well. Yeah. And I think Joaquin Phoenix carries the movie. I mean, um, he kind of has to because he's yeah. really the only person of the movie. Yeah, he's definitely the one who is most present. Um, I'm not too surprised. Because I saw last year, You Were Never Really Here, which I think is a not dissimilar film. Um, hmm. That one is about a, I think, former soldier um, who saves um, young girls from um, sex slavery. Okay. okay. So... That one, I mean, that one is also a very fascinating movie. 
and Joaquin Phoenix kind of does very similar things in this one that he did in that one in portraying a character with mental health issues and sort of the violence of that. Okay. Um, though they are very different movies. One of the issues I had with Joker is that I don't think as much as um, as good as Joaquin Phoenix is, I never didn't see Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. And maybe that's just because his face is kind of well known. And of course, on my side, I don't really know Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I'm not really familiar with his him and his work. I've only seen that I know. I I can only recognize him for from two movies, The Gladiator and Signs. Um, anything else, I don't know. I don't I don't know all Joaquin very well. So for me, it it, it worked out well. Um, I did, didn't really see him and think Joaquin Phoenix. I was just like, okay, this is a character. Um, and I guess, I guess I kind of also do see, just see him as Joaquin Phoenix because I view if I know an actor's name, I know them by name and think, okay, he he does this well. I'm like, oh, this actor yeah. does this well. I mean, it it, it kind of goes with the territory because. I have friends who are good actors, and I see them, and they do a fantastic job, but I still see them as my friend. Um, yeah. So. I do think, though, that he disappears less for me than Heath Ledger or even Jared Leto. Um, but both of those actors are maybe more chameleons, and neither of them take off their makeup. Right. And this movie is mostly Joaquin Phoenix. Without his makeup. Um, I will say that this is a rare moment. Is that I came out of the movie wanting to watch the movie again. Okay. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it that much. And it's like, I didn't I couldn't spend the money for it again. Because <laughs> I'll have to wait when it comes out on, at the Dollar Theater. Or when it comes out on DVD and watch it again there. And it's high quality. Yeah. Um, I didn't really particularly want to watch it when I walked out, which is interesting. It's fine. But we had it's fine. You, very different reactions. Yeah, and you've seen a whole variety of films, and you probably... You, you have different perspective. You have a different mindset of movies than mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, because this is, I mean, I have seen many sort of character studies that feel very similar to the Joker. Um, so yeah, maybe it felt less revolutionary for me, um, just because I've seen many, many sort of similar films, even if they weren't comic book films. I guess you could say this movie was the first um, mainstream character film. Like, Not really. I mean, I mean, like really popular. 
mainstream? Um, I mean, there's been a lot of mainstream character studies. Um, this one is kind of significant because it's a comic book movie, so it's reaching a very it's, different audience. It's an iconic character character yeah. study. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't... I don't know if it would even be... Because you have films like Taxi Driver, which are very definitely well-known, popular character studies. Yeah. Um, but this one is kind of unique in that it's appealing to a very different audience even than Taxi Driver. I mean, this movie is pretty much a recreation almost of Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy. Yeah. Um, kind of a merging of the two. Yeah, and that's what they were going for when doing yeah. this movie. Like, there's a lot of comparisons and nods to those two movies. Um, I... I I um I didn't really think of it that way when watching the movie because um I really haven't seen those two movies so at least in a long time so it's just like I I I this is just its own thing for me. Yeah, I mean, and I've also seen like Chronicle, which was a superhero film from a few years ago. Yeah. That's a bit of a character study as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... It is a genre that is not usually mainstream. Yeah. In this way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is... And I think it is in its homages and the way it plays off of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, I think it maybe is too much based in those two. Um, I think I would have liked to see it do some of its own ideas, especially because it kind of forces the story that way. Um, okay. The whole talk show plot feels a little bit contrived because it doesn't the series of events doesn't quite make sense where not only does this and this is a criticism that other people have pointed out not only does this um comedy club that he does it in which isn't a particularly popular one they happen to be recording his set on a tape, mm. which they then give to the host of this famous talk show, who then watches it and airs it on his show, and then decides he's going to ask this random person to his show with, like, no other checks. Um, yeah. I mean, for me personally, I would follow it to the point where he... Um, releases it on the show. Uh, mm -hmm. I can believe that. Um, I, I did think that it was like, huh, that's a bit interesting when he invites him onto a show. Yeah. Um, it's like, so what do you expect is going to happen? I don't know, but I don't care. I, I, I just want to see this 
I want to see how this happens because that's kind of what they're leading to. So, yeah, and it's definitely the best sort of sequence in the film. Um, so I don't mind the plot contrivances too much, but I do feel that they maybe detract from the movie a little. Uh, for me, it wasn't really big enough to just detract from me from. It didn't feel like this is an absolute impossibility um, under the circumstances that this shouldn't have happened. Um, I felt that it could be believable. Like, it's highly improbable, but it's not impossible. Um, yeah, like, I guess... Like a, a, like a lot of other movies tend to do. Yeah. I guess for me, where it kind of... It is trying so hard to be king of comedy that the plot has to bend in order to fit that rather than it happening naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would have maybe preferred to have seen a bit more of kind of taking its own interpretation of things. Yeah. Personally, um, how I thought that they would have done it was that they have Arthur as the Joker character in his makeup do a stand-up routine that actually is good and works out. And that's how he yeah. gets on the show. Yeah, I think that might have been more helpful. Or um, even maybe just not doing the comedy show, but finding another way for that to happen. Uh, but I feel like the comedy show was important for the character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else they would do. And that would be like reworking the like fundamental foundations of the film. Um, but yeah, I think it relies maybe a bit too heavily on what came before. Um, I think if, and that's part of why I say I kind of wish Martin Scorsese had actually directed it. Because I think that might have been more of an interesting sort of new direction to take the story. You mean produce it? Well, actually, like, direct it. Uh, I'm fine with it being a new guy. Um, well, the guy isn't new. Well, no, yeah, but he, he tried something new with this. Um, compared yeah. to his other stuff, this is kind of different. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah. It It is different in tone, if not different in style. I will say if that, that makes sense. on the point of it using what came heavily uh, heavily about what came before I think that I would have preferred this. I, I, I prefer this than what they're doing with Disney with the live action remakes because they're relying heavily on redoing well, yeah. the animation. It's just like they're not retelling the story differently enough um, it's just a repeat. Where here, it's 
it's changed enough that it's not the same story. It's not the same two movies again. It's yeah. It's different. And that I think is maybe better. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just it never felt quite as maybe subtle as I was hoping it would be. Which I mean, it is from the director of the Hangover movies. So <laughs> of course, um, it's not there's, going there's to only, be There's subtle. only so much he can do because this is a large change from his normal style. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any problems with the subtlety of it. Um, and I mean, part of this is this isn't a movie. I don't think that's made to appeal to me. No. Um, I think this is a movie that is made to appeal to the fans of comic book movies who maybe want a little bit more. I would say that. Probably not specifically fans of comic book movies because that's a different style of movie in itself. Yeah, but I mean, people who maybe enjoy sort of more of the comic book side of film and maybe not as much the drama side of film. So okay. this is this feels very much like a drama film yeah. made for a comic book movie audience. Okay. I can see that. Which I mean I, I enjoy both comic book movies and drama films, so I don't think for me I don't need there to be that sort of I'm already in the theater which I guess some people probably aren't if that makes sense uh okay I'm already interested in it I should say okay so yeah I don't know it's and I mean, it is very well sort of a lot of the individual elements are very like the cinematography and the performances. Yeah. Um, also, just an another thing that's important in this movie is not knowing what's real. Um, I think that kind of cheapens the movie, though. I think... Not, not entirely. Um... Uh, and the the main one that was obvious is obviously when it, when they first do it with him mm -hmm. on the show. When I saw yeah. it happen, it's like, oh, okay, that's obviously uh, an illusion. Yeah. And then they do the twist with the girl, and I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That that works. I'm fine with that. I think. Yeah. But, and, and then the and then the film ends with like. And it leaves the audience like, okay, now, was that real or was that fake? I don't know. I feel that, like, the other two examples are both fine with me. The last one, though, is where it it cheapens the rest of the film if it was all in his head. Uh, I, I would say so, if that were the case, yeah. Which I'm not sure if they were going for... That I don't think illusion. they were going for it, but that they even suggested it kind of cheapens the film for me. Uh, I wouldn't say 
I wouldn't consider it something that it would cheapen. Uh, I would say it would cheapen the film if it was just an illusion, and it's fine. The suggestion is, uh, I, I don't mind the suggestion, I just don't want it to be a confirmation. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, rule of threes would say that, well, if it was an illusion the other two times, then it must be this time. Um, it, could, which, it could also just be the audience reading into it. Yeah. No, they definitely imply that it might have been all in his head. The editing of it, the way it is shot. Yeah, I, I will say that one uh, one thing that I think I would have done differently about this movie is just the final scene, where he's, he's yeah. in Arkham. I would have just ended the movie with him in the crowd. And and, and mm-hmm. it fades to black, and that would have been like, okay, that's that's an end there. I'm, I'm happy with that ending. But then it goes to that other thing, and I feel like, now I feel like you're dragging on to something that you don't need to. Yeah, I I would have actually, I would have even considered ending it. In fact, I thought it was going to end right after he shoots the TV host. Um, I don't know how that would have gone, but I think it might have added an extra layer of ambiguity. Without cheapening the rest of the movie. Jacob, we had to have him put blood on his mouth and make a smiley face. <laughs> well, you could have done that <laughs> in the TV scene and then cut. <laughs> um, I mean, I understand that people are there to see the chaos. Um, but I felt that this movie didn't maybe need the chaos. No, the chaos is don't. I think the chaos was just more convenient. <laughs> um, yeah. In showing, just convenient for the Joker to get away from things, and also just showing that Gotham is, Gotham's running to hell, kind of, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with that. Oh, I guess. I guess one other thing, the illusion is like, oh, is he Thomas Wayne's son or is he not? Um, yeah. Type thing, which is like, I, I'm not sure what I feel if he actually was, because when they introduced yeah. that, it's like, oh my. Uh, if he actually was, then I feel like it maybe is a bit too soap opera y. <laughs> yeah, or it, it maybe feels like too much of a an early comic book. Like, a really early yeah. comic book is like, oh, oh my, we're going that direction? And then... No, I'm I'm very glad he didn't kill Thomas Wayne, because then it would have been oh, definitely a soap opera. Yeah, like, definitely. It's like, I'm glad that he himself did not kill them. But I find yeah. it's like, oh, he... It inherently caused the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. It's maybe a bit too... Convenient. Eh. Like, not that the film doesn't set it up well, but that it just—I don't know—something about I, I, it feels kind of. I will say that the setup for Thomas Wayne 
to the point of the murders. I feel like when the murder happens, like, oh, okay, we're doing this now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, my thought was like, oh, it's time for us to see another way of how they got killed. Uh, yeah. It's almost as cliche, or actually, I would say it's more cliche at this point to have that moment than I, I don't, I, Uncle I Ben in Spider-Man. I personally don't care about the whole of them getting killed. The only the only time where it kind of ever bothers me is when just like it's just brought up by multiple people. It's like, oh, hey, it's cliche. It's like, ah, okay, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like one of the most often portrayed. Like, can we have a Batman movie that doesn't show it? Yes, because. And it's called Batman Returns. <laughs> well, a Batman series, maybe that doesn't... Because we okay. saw it in Batman. We saw it in um, Batman Begins. We saw it in um, Batman vs. Superman. We saw it in Joker. I'm pretty sure. Did we see it in Gotham? Uh, yeah, the very first episode. Um, That's the catalyst of the story. Yeah. I... I mean, there's definitely stuff in the animated shows. We've seen it in the video games. Uh. <laughs> We've seen it in in the Lego movie. Yeah. Like, it's everywhere. Hey, could 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 we give it a bit of a break and just have kind of like when they did um Spider-Man: Homecoming as a not origin movie? I think it would be nice to have a Batman movie where we don't have to see that moment because everyone knows it. Just like everyone knows that Uncle Ben dies. Uh, yeah, for Batman, I- I'm still waiting for when they do Batman in his prime, uh, and they don't, um, uh, one, they don't really show, they don't have to show it. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the parts that we did show it, most of them, I feel like, work- worked out. Um, they worked for me, personally. I mean, as individual pieces, they work. I think maybe with the exception of the Batman vs. Superman one. Actually, I enjoyed how they did that one where it's just, it's just the opening credits. Yeah. I think, though to me, that one feels the most unnecessary. Because it doesn't influence... I guess it influences the Martha moment, but that's just a bad moment, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think with the um, Robert Pattinson movie, they have a chance to make a Batman movie where he's... Like, a Batman movie where he's actually a detective and they don't show... His parents' death. <laughs> but Jacob, you know they will. I certainly hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they will show it in such a way that it'll be like, wow, this is so unique. I'm glad they did this. But I don't think they will. Um, in terms of like the, the whole killing, I, I thought it would be an interesting term. And I talked with you about this earlier. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been like an interesting term if they did the thing where they killed Bruce Wayne instead of um, Thomas and Martha. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that would have actually, for this movie, helped distinguish it from... And I, and I could see it happening, happening in this movie. It's like when then yeah. going through the things like, um, I'm your son, and I'm thinking, oh, like this could be a thing where he, he kills Bruce Wayne, his quote-unquote brother, just to get attention yeah. of, his, of his father type thing. It's like, oh, I, I want that to happen. And I would, I mean, I feel like that would be an even better way if they wanted to, if they had wanted to make a sequel to this movie. Because I think that's more interesting than... Because we've seen Batman, like the Batman is sad because his parents died story so much. And and you can have the Thomas Wayne Batman that... Yeah. Well, that has guns and will kill. Yeah. And they have such an interesting Thomas Wayne that I think it would make a very, like, fun... Or not fun, but, like... It would just be... Because you have a Thomas Wayne who is, like, very sort of aristocratic in a way that Bruce Wayne never really quite is. Right. So it would be really interesting to see that interpretation of Thomas Wayne and this interpretation of Joker face off like head to head as Batman and the Joker. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if we're ever going to get this in a live action movie. I mean, no. hopefully Flashpoint. I think I think <laughs> I think this one since this one didn't do it unless they retcon it in Flashpoint they aren't going to have another opportunity to do it. Um, not not with this universe, no. Yeah, no. I mean, I, um, I still want to see it happen in another universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which... I, I did, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed that, I, you know, this it didn't happen this time, but I, I'm fine with what I have. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would also say, like... This is in no way a bad movie. I I definitely um, would not would maybe, say that at all. Yeah. No. I would maybe say that it's less good than it maybe could have been, but that's I wouldn't say mo- it's that's bad. Pretty much all movies in existence. Well, it's less yeah. good than it could have been. However, this one is more less. I wouldn't say that. Good than it could. I mean. Yeah, I, that is my opinion of this movie. That is not my opinion of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting close to the one hour mark. Did you have any final comments? And then I actually have a question to ask. Okay. Um, the only other piece of note about this movie would be the music itself. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if you ever pay attention to that part of the movie. Um, I've for this movie specifically. Um, I think the violin was maybe a bit too forceful. Okay. In some scenes, but I do like the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. I I feel like maybe this wasn't the movie for the soundtrack. Um, that yeah. was my opinion of it. Um, 
And, you know, I, I heard the soundtrack beforehand, like, before the movie, and I was like, like, this is an odd soundtrack for Joker. Um, yeah. And so when I heard it in the movie, it's like, okay, it's it's not bad, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like this could be a different. Um, I guess the only point in the movie that I was taken out of was when they started playing some kind of weird funky song when he's finally in his Joker costume and he starts <laughs> dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, the dancing I'm fine with. It's just like the song choice I would do something differently. Yeah. I mean, for me, the main issue I had with the soundtrack was it's maybe a bit too forceful. Yeah, I, I, Again, I can, this movie I can not see being that. Subtle. The violin starts playing and it's like it's, it's very... It commands attention. That's yeah. what I would say about the violin. It demands, it commands attention. And like, yeah. it just bleeds into the scene. And it's like, oh my, okay. That, that violin shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not terrible. Yeah, no, I don't think the soundtrack is bad. I just think... Again, may, maybe it could have been slightly more subtle. Uh, subtlety, yeah. Um, final thoughts. I really like the movie. Um, I really want to see more of this Joker. However, I do. I can't think of a way of how they can make another Joker movie. Because um, I feel like, in terms of how the story was told through this character, um, his arc is complete. I, I, yeah. I kind of almost wanted him to actually shoot himself at the end. Because I feel like... Okay. Because I feel like that would just be, like, a different kind of story. It's like, that would be an odd way to end a movie. Your main character yeah. kills himself, and it's like, oh. Okay. But I'm, I'm also happy that he yeah. goes off and does his own thing. It's like, oh, yeah, finally we get the character. But it's like, the way... The way they were kind of leading to, like, either he can shoot himself or he shoot the other person. And yeah. they both would have worked, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, my opinions, um... Huh. Again, I'm not entirely sure where I fall on this movie. Um, I think it's very well made. Um, but I also think it maybe could have been better. And since, especially since I'm not interested as much in the Joker as a sort of singular character, yeah. um, just like I'm not really interested in Batman as a singular character, which may be part of why I dislike Batman versus Superman. Okay. Um, I don't think this film gave me what I was looking for. So yeah, probably worth watching. I don't know. It, it's it's not a movie for everyone. That's for sure. That's yeah. Uh, it's definitely not a kids movie. Definitely not a kids yeah, movie. Yeah, no. This this is this film earns its rating. Uh yeah, through the language. 
and this well mainly through the violence i mean the I violence the violence isn't like the like violence graphic won't, yeah, but the, it's very it's very visceral um it it's it feels real is, is, yeah. is what how i would say it and it's yeah. intense. The violence itself is intense when it happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the question I wanted to ask before we go is maybe top three favorite and least favorite Joker. Not top three least favorite, but uh, top three favorite and one least favorite Jokers. So top three favorite portrayals of the Joker. Yeah. And then my least favorite portrayal. Yeah. Uh, and I'll give mine. Or maybe top four. I don't know. There's so many that I don't think we should rank them. I mean... Because that's going to take so long. For me, for me, I have my favorite Jokers. But mm-hmm. I, I don't say that one is... I don't say that they're all... It needs to be better. One needs to be worse. I feel like they all work in their own way. Um, I I don't feel like there's just a terrible Joker. I feel like there's a for each Joker that I've seen, all those Jokers fit for their own universe, for their own story that's portrayed in that story. And I, I like I just love them all, uh, personally. But I I can list them out. Uh, number one, Mark Camel. Uh, Iconic voice, iconic laughter, um, nostalgic, and overall, just portrayal of the lines just works out well, and I just really enjoy it. Um, number two would be now here's well, here's where it gets difficult. Uh, like number one for me is always gonna be Mark Hamill. Uh, number <laughs> two, uh, uh. Uh, why don't you go? Why don't you go? Okay. So my personal favorite Joker is probably Heath Ledger. Okay. Um, followed by maybe Mark Hamill. Um, then probably Jack Nicholson and then Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, Cameron and My least favorite is Jared Leto. Okay. Which not too surprising, I don't think. Uh, no, it's it's not surprising, but it's just like I don't think he deserves all that hate. I, I part of the I, issue I is he like just doesn't really have enough like, to f- do for him. Like there was nothing for him to shine as the Joker. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he quite fit the role. Right. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can do... Okay, number one, Mark Hamill. Um, one and a half, I could say, Troy Baker, because they both kind of sound similar and tried to... They both are kind of the same. Um, number two... Mm-hmm. Uh, Number two, maybe Jack Nicholson. Then, 
it's it's uh probably Cesar Romero or Heath Ledger, and then of course Cameron Monaghan. And my least favorite is uh, Zach Galifianakis from the Lego Batman movie. Okay, interesting. Like he he's kind of like the only Joker where I feel like it didn't really work for me. It didn't really feel like Joker enough for me. Um, and I guess also Joaquin Phoenix, I didn't put him on this list because the test of time should also be considered for Joker. So we'll see how I feel about Joaquin in a couple of years. But I, I like him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he does well in the role. I, I'm not sure how it will look in a few years, especially if he is in more movies. All right. Any other thoughts? Oh, I was also going to say, since this is our um, most Batman-adjacent podcast, um, what do you think of Robert Pattinson as Batman? Um, I mean, I can't really judge the Batman without seeing his Batman, but mm -hmm. he's definitely not my first choice to play Batman. <laughs> I'm um, really the only thing I've seen Robert Pattinson in, in is the Twilight movies. Have you seen him in Harry Potter? Uh, I, I guess that too, but really, <laughs> um, besides those, I don't get the impression of him being able to portray Batman from those movies. Um, we'll see. There, there, there have been. I mean, Heath Ledger. I mean, mm -hmm. no one would have thought him to be as good as he was when he did it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this will be... I don't know. And also Ben Affleck. Um, you know, they said, like, oh, he's going to be bad. And he was, in my opinion, very good. One of the best live-action ones. But, you know. Yeah. It's one of those things. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, I've seen Robert Pattinson in some other things. I mean, he's in the new um, Christopher Nolan movie that's currently filming, which is also kind of exciting. And I think he definitely has, like, he's a very interesting actor when he's not in Twilight. So I'm interested to see how... I'm excited to see his portrayal. Yeah, and they're definitely not... At least from, my, from what I can tell. They're not going off of the Ben Affleck Batman universe. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be... No matter what, he's most likely going to be a very different kind of Batman. We'll see how that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too happy with the casting for Gordon, but I am uh, ju I well, like ju Jeffrey just right. just because Gordon has his iconic look and like to stray too far from that just 
is kind of eh for me, but I think I'll have to wait and see. But like they did it also. Um, I think Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon I like, I in like a lot the, of don't ways. Make wrong, don't get me wrong. I, I think I I I don't think I I, I like the actor from what I've seen mm-hmm. him in. Um, but I can't really see him as Commissioner Gordon. Um, okay. I mean, and yeah, we'll have to see. I'm looking forward to the Batman. I think it's going to be an interesting film, though I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Um, Birds of Prey... (laughs) Birds of Prey looks interesting to me. It looks bad to me. <laughs> okay. I, I'm also... It looks like it'll have good action scenes. Um, we'll see. Which I will I'm actually, looking forward I, no, to. No, we won't see. I'm not actually planning on watching the movie. <laughs> interesting. I'll let you know how it is then. Uh, I mean, from your, from your opinion, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, is there anything else we want to address in this lovely podcast here? I don't think so. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.